there's so much of a connection between social media and Westworld. Like it it, really social is. media is Westworld. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All of the information that we are dumping into the algorithm, I am 100% positive there is some sort of gigantic orb living somewhere in Silicon Valley that has all of our information. Every time we posted about our birthday or saving a whale or whatever the F we used to put on Facebook when we were 18, 19, whatever. Welcome to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the brilliant Mariana Padilla. Mariana Padilla is the founder and CEO of Red Lab Marketing. Her business is named after her two dogs, Walter and Rosie, who are Red Fox Labs. Mariana is a multi-passionate professional who loves creating beauty in life. She loves the graphic design aspect of her work, and is also interested in interior and fashion design. In her spare time, you can find her walking her dogs, of course, strolling through the Art Institute of Chicago, doing hot yoga, or having coffee at her favorite French bakery. She is passionate about keeping it real about business and loves supporting other female and BIPOC-founded organizations. She is a strong believer that business should be about more than just money. Her ultimate goal is to elevate the stories of brands that are leveraging their platforms to create positive social change. Ah, so excited to ask you this question, Mariana. What do small businesses need to focus on this week? Absolutely. Uh, it is all about finding the needle movers in your business and doubling down on those. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Double down on those needle movers. Tell me more. Absolutely. So um, one of the things I talk about a lot with clients and in my business is uh, SOS, shiny object syndrome. Oh, boy. <laughs> And I think that um, as a social media person, uh, particularly, or, you know, social media marketing, particularly, uh, it is very easy to get distracted by all of the options out there, right? There's so many channels. And especially when things are so hard, it's just like, I could join Snapchat. Maybe, maybe those elusive customers, they're on Snapchat, or maybe they're, <laughs> they're on Pinterest, <laughs> If right. My customers are on Snapchat. I ain't never going to find them. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> that is one platform too many for me. I think I've done like three TikToks. I think, you know, yeah. my TikTok presence is in the single digits. Yeah. Oh, because, totally. But you're totally right where it's like we do have that tendency to assume in a grass is always greener way assume that our clients are like begging and desperate for us over on whatever the new platform of the day is. So how do we rein that in? How do we know if we're spreading ourselves too thin or if we should double down on one platform or what's coming up when I ask all of these 9 billion questions about this? Yeah, I think the first thing to think about is where do you like showing up, right? So it's very hard to show up on platforms that you don't like. So me in particular, I, we, we, you know this about me, I cannot stand Facebook. I like I have very strong God. feelings about Facebook. So for me, I have not put a ton of effort into Facebook for a couple of reasons. One, I don't enjoy showing up there. Um, and the way social media works, you have to show up on the platform and engage and, you know, uh, you have these conversations with people. That's part of the, the way, how it works. Right. So if you yeah. don't like the platform and you're not going to show up there, that's not where you need to be. So the second thing is, um, if you're not sure where your audience is, think about your absolute favorite client that you have right now and and where are they right so if you want to attract more clients like the ones you are already working with where are they and if you're not sure 
go to the people. Ask them where they like showing up. You know, do a poll on Instagram or put it out in your newsletter and ask them. And so I, I always, um, you know, I, I talk about assumptions a lot too. Like, don't assume you know what your audience wants. No. Or where they are, to your point. Or where right? they are. Like, Absolutely. So uh, I'm with you in the camp of screw Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of, I I wish that Instagram and Facebook would get a divorce. Me too. Um, because it's still really weird for me to think about the fact that Instagram is Facebook. Absolutely. Or meta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just, you know, I was on Instagram before the acquisition. Mm-hmm. I'm still on it that way. But it's so funny that you're like not showing up on a platform you don't like seems like the most obvious advice in the world until you're actually doing it. And you have to make a choice to be like, hey, Facebook, biggest social media site in the world. I don't want to be here. Right. In doing that, it feels horrifying before it feels empowering. But you're totally right. And then plus all of the stuff that you get by being more selective on your platform, that's just time and energy back that you can use to experiment on a different platform or double downs on the ones that matter to you. Like mm-hmm. I cannot, I think this is like the almost 40 in me showing. Like I never knew that I would passionately love LinkedIn, but here we are. <laughs> but here we are. Right. But I feel like that's like, you know, generational aging. But so not that I want this whole episode to be dog on Facebook. I don't. But I still think that of all the sites, the biggest shoulds in social media are attached to Facebook. And yet over there, because it's a pay to play platform, which I think a lot of people also tone down or don't get, like the algorithm is not showing any of my stuff to anyone, anybody. And I'm sure that can't just be me. So no. what the heck is up with Facebook? And is it just us? And how do we break up with any site, but especially Facebook? So yes, you are 100% correct in it being pay to play. It is very, very difficult to grow an organic business Facebook following uh, if you are not investing in paid ads, because that's how they make their money, right? Um, not to like take a sidetrack, but I still laugh about the congressional hearings where the guy was like, how do you make your money? Facebook? What is a Facebook? (laughs) We sell ads, Senator. (laughs) That's what we do. It's like, uh, that is what we do, dude. Right. He looks all like unblinking Elizabeth Holmes. Like, and you're like, Zucky blink, blink. You're scaring me. I need you to blink. Are you breathing? Yes. Mm. Yeah. So it is, it is very, very difficult. You know, I think that one thing that I Facebook has going for it, which is unfortunate because I don't like being there are the groups. Now they can definitely be super spammy for sure. But when you find a good Facebook group, it can be great and supportive and lead to other business opportunities. But it's again, again, you have to show up there and be willing to have those conversations. And if you, if, like me, I it literally got to the point where I felt like I needed a shower every time I logged into Facebook because it was like some business scam. Can't tell you the number of MLMs that I've gotten pitched on Facebook, right? It's just Oy. it's ridiculous. So, I mean, and I think uh, one of my clients actually had a huge, like, huge post when when she started working with me. We really doubled down on her strategy. She's like, I don't want to be on Facebook anymore. And so she she went out to, out to her audience and she said, I don't want to be there anymore. If you want to follow along with me, here's where I'm going to show up. And I think that's totally fine, right? Like you yeah. go into business to make your decisions and do what you love. And if showing up on Facebook is becoming like something that makes you cringe and you hate doing every day, stop doing it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the fact that Twitter's back. I feel well, and for some people, Twitter never run away. But I do feel like in the personal development, coaching, and small business space, there was a couple of years there where Twitter wasn't the focus, and now everybody's mm-hmm. back on Twitter. And I had to remember that my Twitter account, although tied to my work, is uh from twenty, let's say fifteen to twenty. I'm sorry, yeah, twenty fifteen to twenty twenty. All I did on Twitter was bitch about Trump. <laughs> and uh, talk to romance authors. Like, yeah. 
tweet my favorite authors and then turn around and be like, ah, Muslim ban, get to the airport. Don't take an Uber. Like that was my Twitter right. for so long right. that it is kind of a fun, weird relearning process to be like, oh, I should retweet this thing from Inc. Magazine and right. make sure that I tag people in it. Like it's just a very different world again. And, and Facebook groups, I'm actually being actively encouraged so timely as these episodes often are in my life. Um, I'm being actively encouraged to start a Facebook group now. I used to run one. I loved it. It was great. It ate my life. And take every gif of a tantrum you've ever seen. And that was me last night trying to wrap my head around getting into another Facebook group because of mm-hmm. exactly what you said. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be there. It's not that I don't see the value in it, but every now and then I have to look at my own preferences and be like, this is not a platform I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, and I'm, I'm actively launching my own um, networking group specifically for progressive entrepreneurs. And, 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 you know, I did a lot of market research and thankfully most of them said they would rather show up on Slack, which I, you know, isn't, yeah, I mean, Slack has its own things, right? But like, I better, think I would rather be on better Slack. Than Facebook. Well, yeah, because Slack is also all communication, right? It's not mm-hmm. as ostentatious. It's right. got all of these other things. Because I love that you brought that up. Because what's really important in the community is the conversation, yes. right? We want to be able to get to know each other. But some of the stuff, like you know, the Facebook groups, like you said, they're all agendized. They all are spammy. They and like I posted something in one of those like super massive groups and I got like seven friend requests immediately. And I was like, okay, now I have an ethics question, which is do I add people to my personal my personal Facebook or do I let these things sit? And I'm like, no, I should add them. They reached out. I should add them. I got a spam message from every single one of those people within three minutes of accepting their request. And so I was like, okay, these are not my people, right? So is there a test in addition to following your own energy, which I love, is there an understanding or some kind of framework or rubric for uh, which platforms might be better for your brand than others? You know, it really depends on the the brand, right? So, you know, so I work with a lot of coaches uh, and, and consultants. And so for them, LinkedIn uh, makes the most sense and gives them a really great opportunity to expand their thought leadership and, and you know, show up as a professional and connect with other, other professionals and, and potentially, you know, find clients from there as well. Um, whereas if you are, you know, like a, a product-based business who uh, has you know, really visually appealing products, or you take a lot of great photographs, like Instagram and Pinterest can be really, really great for you. I don't think a lot of people think about Pinterest when they think about marketing. Um, and you know, it, there's a lot of opportunities too with TikTok. Like when, when TikTok first happened, I resisted TikTok for so long and I don't have personally have a huge TikTok following. Um, and I've, I don't have a ton of videos. Um, but I have been blown away by the level of content coming out of TikTok, particularly from, I would say, liberal progressive business owners are doing kick-ass shit over on TikTok. Like their content is Those are my people. (laughs) They are. Yeah. They're doing amazing stuff. And so like, I'm just finding that like, you know, there, there's a lot of value in, in TikTok. Um, and, and, and I think that more and more businesses are going to be promoting on there as, as time goes on. Now, the thing about TikTok, you know, with video, it's just, it's time consuming. If you don't want to do your own video editing or, you know, you want to have all these effects, it can take just a ton of time. And I think that's a huge thing for people is just like, I don't want to do more video. I already take all this time and I I understand that. So it might not be right for everyone, but I think if you are already doing video, particularly short form video, get on TikTok, go check it out, find your people um, would be my advice. Do they all have to be so damn dancing? (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, know I right? have a musical theater degree I had to take like nine semesters of ballet yeah. I could dance y'all right. and I got a big old juicy booty and I know how to twerk so like 
I could do all the dances. I could twerk all the twerks. But the whole like shimmy and point, I'm never going to be able to pull that off. So I'm ready for a new trend. What trends do you think might replace the point and dance? Well, it's interesting because what I'm like, you know, what I'm seeing on TikTok is literally people just getting their phone in front of them and just talking. I mean, there's one guy who does like political events in under 60 seconds. And he's like, the last one was like, why the gas prices are not Joe Biden's fault. It was like him 60 seconds of like economics and like world. It was just, and you know, that kind of stuff. And they have thousands of followers. So I think there is a market for just literally getting in front of the camera and speaking your truth, right? And and yes. and 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 demonstrating yourself as a as an expert in your field. I think there is um, a growing demand for that because people want authenticity. They're tired of the spammy marketing bullshit. They don't like want to be spammed all the time and, you know, have these people constantly doing sleazy things. And so I think that there is, you know, a place for authenticity and just putting it out there without any filters or silliness. (laughs) I love that. It's like performative is great, but real is better. Yeah. So if your real is, I'm going to shake my butt and have a lot of fun doing it, then by all means, go do that. But for for me, that would not feel authentic to me. Right. As something I could do. I love, I think that's, that's very empowering, isn't it? Yes, you can show up, you can market yourself in a way that is authentic to you. It can be done. Hey, good. That's what (laughs) I needed to hear today, right? So how do you know, and I know that this is like a mountain-sized question, but I know that you can rise to the challenge of it. You could do it. Uh, And you could take longer than a TikTok to do it too. Um, How do we know if our social media efforts are working? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people get caught up on follower count, um, which definitely does not matter as much as engagement rates. So you can have a bunch of followers, but if they're zombies or spots, uh, spots, bots, bots, <laughs> they're not, they're not going <laughs> to do anything for you. Right. So I think focusing on engagement um, and, you know, your posts that are getting the most engagement, which ones are getting likes, shares, bookmarks, like those kind of things really demonstrate high performing content. And then you can really, um, you know, take that knowledge of, okay, my audience really likes it when I do X, Y, and Z and keep doing that. The other thing to do, like I have two Instagram folks, Instagram, I don't know if I call it Instagram, like influencers, but they're, you know, social media marketers and I follow their accounts and know um, that one of them gets like on average, like 23,000 engagements on a post. So if she has, (laughs) I know, right. (laughs) I wish, but if she has like 37,000, I'm like, okay, people really want this kind of content. Right. And so a lot of it was like, what's new on Instagram, like, uh, like all the updates about updates, right? And 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 yeah. hacks and it, there are certain types of content that were outperforming. So when you know those things and you think that you can make an assumption about that they probably have a similar audience to do than you if you're doing something similar, right? Then that can really help guide um guide the content that you're creating, right? So looking for high performing content is a huge huge part of it. I love that you brought up bookmarks. I think for me that was kind of the surprise of Instagram. Mm-hmm. is my most liked posts and my most bookmarked or saved posts are not always the same. Mm-hmm. So I always have to remember to check that because some of my more vulnerable stuff, people won't publicly like, but they'll save, mm. which mm. I think is really interesting. Yeah. Like, oh, I see you. Yeah. I see you creeping. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. But yeah, it matters. Both of them matter to the algorithm. So yeah, it's important that you you yeah. you be focusing on both of those things. And how I love that I'm like turning this into social media like 201 and I'm just like grilling you on all of this. But it's important, okay. right? Because yes. like you said, with the changes and everything else coming up, that's the other thing is like Instagram used to be okay with things that would help you clean your profile and now they're not. Now you can get banned and you know, this used to be okay. And now it's not. And this didn't used to have this. And now it is. And everything is adding a podcast site and everything is adding its own clubhouse component. Like, how do we stay up on all that? Uh, You know, are there accounts you recommend or sources you recommend for knowing what's working right now? 
Yeah, absolutely. So a good one is just by following either the Instagram official account or the creator's account. So by following Instagram directly, because then, you know, you're hearing it directly from the source, right? Um, And so that's a good one. And then they'll also focus, like they'll have um, posts about like trends and like trending uh, sounds that you can use. Um, Some of it, I think is, I don't always love the content. I'm like, why is this popular? But you know, whatever. You can stay in the know easily. Right. There's why is this popular is like the anthem of my life. Right. They're like Durap pants are back. And I'm like, oh what? What? I'm like, scrunchies, fine. Stirrup pants, a step too far. I was actually laughing with someone the other day because she posted something about bell bottoms being back in style. And I was like, oh. they will know they made a bad decision when they have wet denim flapping around their ankles. Yes. With that swishy noise that wet denim makes up, like, oh my god, I have, (laughs) I have very distinct memories of my Jenko jeans. You remember those? (laughs) (laughs) And they were bell bottoms, yeah, with like hot neon yellow built into the bottom. Oh my god. And then you took your surge soda, you know, and had a good old time. Wow, Jenkos. Yeah. What's also hilarious is that I have like very, very, very short legs. And I'm very mm-hmm. short in general, but I have a longer torso anyway. So bell bottoms on me are hysterical because in order for them to work, I have to completely cut off the bell. Oh, like, gosh. so they're just like weirdly wide start to kind of bell out and then don't get anywhere because I have to hem off the bell. So y'all, this is not a fashion show. This is a social media marketing show, but let's not bring bell bottoms back. The short people in your life would like you to cease and desist. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's so true. It was like PTSD. I had a flashback to being like 13 on the middle school play, like basketball court. Like literally it was like visceral. I was like, oh no. Oh my God. Could you imagine trying to play basketball in Jenkos? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. You know, but that brings up a really awesome question too of like trends are cyclical. Right? Like stuff comes back, stirrup pants. Uh, But, you know, there are a lot of things out there that are specifically, I think, for TikTok and and some of the other Snapchat type video sites where they'll be like, these are the trending sounds this Mm -hmm. week. These are the trending songs this week. These Mm -hmm. are the dance moves this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a super busy small business owner, is it vital that we pay attention to? what songs are performing well on TikTok that week? Yeah, so good question. So uh, if you're going to use um, some sort of sound, like the general rule of thumb is like use sounds that have under 10,000 uses, right? So they're not just like already wildly popular. So they're already gaining, Mm -hmm. um, you know, gaining traction. But then the other thing I would say is only if it makes sense. Like I'll go through and watch reels and TikToks and save some of the sound because I'm like, okay, this could make a really good video. Um, But I I will say that the thing the videos that I create that are that use those trending sounds never ever perform as well as original content. So I think because like mm-hmm. it's you'll scroll through reels and TikTok and it'll be the same effing sound like ten times in a row. Yes. It's like everyone's tired of it. No one wants to see. We the same all thing. understood the damn assignment. Okay, we all understood it. The assignment has been understood. Let's move on to a different assignment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So it's easy to like make reels like that, but it, I mean, you have to expect that most of the time it's not going to get a lot of traction. Um, so again, just going back to what I said earlier about just hopping in front of the 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 camera and just speaking to what you need to speak to, like I think there's there's a lot to be said for that. This is like the best social media Q and A I've <laughs> ever been to, and I realize because a I'm super vain. But also, like, I get to ask all the questions. So, like, this is the best Q&A. And I'm like, yeah, I would think it's the best Q&A because I'm asking all the questions. (sighs) No, I love that. That also is, like, liberation from trend, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially because my taste in sound choices, like, I think my 
handful of TikToks, I use like a Righteous Brothers song, a clip from The Sound of Music, and then just some screaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my initial gut, because this is who I am, my initial gut reaction to everything is to do the opposite. So my core self's like, I don't want to be a follower. I don't want to do these things. So that's my initial mm-hmm. reaction also. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, we got to talk about other stuff, too. But I'm like, but I have so many questions. All right. I promise I'll stop asking boring social media questions soon, listeners and you, uh, so that you'll get to have some more fun. But I just, you're just so wonderful at putting these things into such actionable sound bites. I just got to keep asking. Oh, thank you. Follower count, who I'm following. So I guess that's following count. In the early days of Instagram and Twitter, that was like the kiss of death to follow the close, like close to the same amount of people that follow you. Is that still a thing? I mean, it's all about those vanity metrics, right? Like, I think if you have, you know, like a a tons and tons and tons of people you're following and only like five people, maybe it's a little bit sketchy, but also like, what are, you know, if you're just getting your account started and you're growing and you're looking for inspiration and trying to connect with people, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I, the one thing I really emphasize is how do you use the platform, right? Because it is a tool. It's not just for pushing out and publishing content. It's for having conversations. You can grow your business and make those connections and build community. And so, um, you know, if by following people, you're making those connections that matter to your business, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. And, and so that would be my answer to that. I love that. I also just, I, I'm such a care bear that I really like when people follow me to send them mm-hmm. a little message and follow yeah. them back. I totally, I, and so my, my following count is never going to be all that low mm-hmm. just because I'm like, Oh, look at this person. I'll be like, right. Oh, I don't need to follow this person. And then I'll be like, but they have such a cute dog. Like, right. And okay, again, okay, yeah, okay. there's nothing like my, that's mine. Totally. Like, cause I named my business after my dogs They're It's red lab marketing and they're two red Fox Labradors. But so I, I mean, I would say that probably 30% of the people I follow are dog accounts. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. Ziggy Starpug had a Instagram account for a couple of photos until I remembered that I'm running two businesses. And I uh, probably don't have all the time I need to to grow an Instagram presence for my dog. Oh, so I had to reprioritize. But, you know, someday when I hit the big bucks, Ziggy may return to social media, but just not anytime soon. Yeah. <sighs> I love that. But it is, I love that, like, yes, it's about showing up. And, and you brought up Slack, which I would love to see take over a lot of this stuff. Uh, I know a lot of tech people are really falling in love all over again with Discord, which again is communication-based. Twitter groups are blowing up right now. Again, communication, conversation, Mm -hmm. not just look at me, look at me, but let's actually Mm -hmm. talk about these things. And that for one, or I for one, really welcome that trend. Uh, Absolutely. Because I loved Clubhouse until it got really overwhelming, which... Mm -hmm happened surprisingly fast for me. I was like, this is great. And then I would be in a hallway and which for people that weren't on Clubhouse, the hallway is like where they show you all the rooms you could go in. And the first couple of weeks, it would be all like women networking, business owners, social media tips and tricks, profile reviews. And then by the end of it, like my hallway was a bunch of anti-vaxxer stuff. And the deal breaker for me was I was like muting all of that. And then, but the deal breaker for me was a group called Black Men Make Terrible Husbands. And I was like, uh, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't know why the algorithm on this site is choosing to show me that because I have no interest and I'm offended on behalf of my friends who are black men who are wonderful fathers. Like, yeah. I don't want to be here. And so I deleted my account that day. And I was like, I think I'm done. Like, yeah. I, I think I'm done. Um, so, yeah. So crazy, crazy. All right. Speaking of crazy, crazy and performative and reality and glossiness 
and doing the thing and experiences and connections, what does social media and all of the incredible stuff that we talked about today, what does any of that have to do with going out west to sleep with and murder things? That's right. <laughs> I'm talking about Westworld. What's up? There's so much of a connection between social media and Westworld. Like it it, really social is. media is Westworld. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All of the information that we are dumping into the algorithm, I am 100% positive there is some sort of gigantic orb living somewhere in Silicon Valley that has all of our information. Every time we posted about our birthday or saving a whale or whatever the F we used to put on Facebook when we were 18, 19, whatever. Saving a whale! <laughs> Right. But all of that is in the data. And like we right. were just putting all of this unfiltered data into into the universe for so long. And we have no idea what these companies did with any of that data. I, I would guarantee that most of it is still stored somewhere. So they know far more about us. And I'm I don't know if they technically could, you know, build something close to Westworld right now, but it wouldn't surprise me. It is not. It's with, not that far off. No. No. Right? To scrub whatever people want the most and be like, cool, let's make a theme park around this hedonistic thing. Right? right. Like, sure. Oh, boy. I always, I feel like, have you ever seen The Good Place? Yes. Yes. Well, I feel like, like, when we die, whatever happens in the afterlife, I hope that it's more like The Good Place and less like, on March 14th, 2004, you said that Evan Serminski was the love of your life. Do you stand by that fact? No! On March 16th, you vowed to save seven whales. Did you save any whales? No! <laughs> right? Like, what? I, I don't want to ever have to be faced with the catalog of whatever. Although I do wonder sometimes what triggers certain things because sometimes it's really obvious like uh my best friend and I read the book Entangled Life by Merlin Sheldrake and got really obsessed with mushrooms and fungus and so we talk about that all the time mm -hmm. and so a lot of my Facebook ads and Instagram ads and stuff are like mushroom print wallpaper foraging guides like all of that makes sense but recently I have no idea why all of my Facebook ads are for foreign fiance visas what I don't know. I asked my husband. I was like, what is this? He's like, did you start watching like 30 Day Fiance or something? And I was like, no, not at all. I didn't start watching any engagement type things. Not even The Bachelor. Yeah. I haven't left the country. I'm not talking to anyone other than my clients who are out of the country. But apparently for a limited time, I can get 30% off of a fiance visa. So they are not sponsoring the show. But if you are listening and you need a fiance visa, I got a coupon code for <laughs> you. Right? Not sketchy at all. No, but very Westworld. Like, yeah. hey, do you want a whole new exotic life? Right. How about a fiance visa? It's like, well, I think I'd, you know, rather go out west and drink in a saloon and yeah, no. I just found it to be so, I mean, it's just mind blowing on so many levels and also disturbing on so many levels. And then, you know, once I started watching before I started my business, but then as I started my, my social media business and I knew how much data specifically Facebook was, was tracking and how they can track you across other websites. Um, it really, it, it just became more and more disturbing to me. Like the, the level of, um, the level that these tech companies have and access to our lives, right? And then when you watch Westworld, it's like, oh, well, this is this is what happens when you have like unimpeded access to everyone's data. You can create some yes. robot world. <laughs> you can create a robot world that's creepily realistic because you know what people want because they know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this big uproar the other day. Someone was like, I just found out Facebook reads our Facebook Messenger messages. And I was like, y'all, of course they do. Yeah. Why else would Facebook have invested millions of dollars on building and maintaining Messenger if they weren't using it 
to, I can't even say spy on us because we're putting it out there freely. Right. I actually made a video about it um, on my YouTube channel. It was like, here's how you go through and turn off all your tracking data. So if you go into YouTube, Red Lab Marketing, there's a video about turning all of that off. I think the video title is called Stop Looking at Me Facebook. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> my husband's in cybersecurity. And so mm. he hasn't been on Facebook in months and months and months and months. But it was really funny. The, I don't know, nine, I think nine year anniversary of our first date came up in my memories, but because Ryan's not on Facebook, it just said, you know, life achievement or whatever, life event. And I was like, oh, what is it? And I clicked and it said, on March 2nd, 2013, Annie P. Ruggles first met someone. And I was like, <laughs> so vague. You met like, someone. That's so ridiculous. I met someone. I'm like, whoa, way to be heavy handed and vague at the same time there, Facebook. Dang. But you know what? I love that your idea of your like social media is Westworld because I feel like another way that it is specifically in the small business space, the coaching world, the self-development space. A lot of social media is Westworld because it's fake. Mm -hmm. like, yes. I can't tell you how many times a day I see people claiming to have these super easy launches that result in millions of dollars of mm -hmm. sales while they're doing nothing. Yeah. People are renting, you know, there's rent the runway for everything. So they're renting yeah. like a villa, a Lamborghini and a dress to go sit on the car and have a photographer take their picture so that they could say that their launch was a million dollars. And I'm like, girl, I know you. Yeah. Two months ago, you were talking about how hard this is. And now you're claiming to be sitting on a Lamborghini. Like, why can't we just be real? Even if your launch was good, it's more interesting to tell us that your launch was good if you tell us that your last launch was a complete disaster because then we can relate to that a little bit more, right? So how do we look beneath the gorgeous service, like surface of online Westworld and be able to evaluate ourselves or contribute as ourselves more clear-headedly? Well, I think the thing um, about Westworld and I think a lot of sci-fi, because I'm a huge sci-fi nerd, um, is just like, what does it mean to be human in these yes. like otherworldly, these these crazy outer space, like whatever's Westworld, be right? Because you can, you can definitely make the argument that the, that the AI characters are the most human of everyone on that show. Right. So, and I think it's this, it, it is the same thing that applies to social media. Like, how can you show up as your authentic human self? Because that's going to be the thing that matters. And when you're doing that consistently, that's when you find your tribe, right? That's when you find your people. And so that's just such a huge part of it. And I, it's just, it's great because it just ties in so well with Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really, really does. I wish James Marsden was in my feed more than he is. <laughs> That's just true. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're right. Like the more I keep it real, right? Because one of the other things that comes up in all sci-fi to your point, exactly. And I'm also a great big sci-fi multiverse, altered reality, apocalypse lover is like, when does morality stop? Right? So if I go to Westworld and I shoot someone, if they're not really a someone, does it matter that I shot them? Right. That's the sort of ethical question. So if I'm putting on a persona on social media and I'm saying I made all of this money, mm -hmm. is that ethical or not? No, <laughs> it's not. Right. Like, no, it's not. Right. Uh, and so, you know, because then that way I'm I'm sort of luring people into a false thing. But it it's like, well, I'm online. It's a brand. Everybody does this. Yeah. It's like, well, just because everybody does this just because everybody goes out to Westworld and sleeps with saloon girls and kills our First Nations people all over yeah. again. I'm like, that doesn't mean that it's right, you guys. Yeah. That just means that it's available. I feel like social media is a lot of that too, where, you know, just because we can do every single possible thing, just because we could make a video on everything, it doesn't mean that we need to. And yeah. It doesn't mean that we should. Yeah. And I think the thing that we need to continue focusing on, especially as we move into an era of the metaverse and increased artificial intelligence, is how do we 
how do we best hang on to our humanity and represent ourselves in in those environments mm. now like you will have to pull and drag my ass into the metaverse i will i will not go unless it is like i have no. to no <laughs> No. Right? No. But and and no. so then it's like no. nothing's real. <laughs> no. No. The the video of like you can go to the concert as a hologram. If I wanted to go to a concert as a hologram, I would stay home, get crazy stoned and watch a concert <laughs> yes. on TV. Same dip. I don't want to watch a freaking concert as a hologram of me. Yeah. Like what? It reminds me of there was a Black Mirror episode of like they are in those boxes and it's just like all of that is like this big art. I don't even I stopped watching that because it was way too disturbing for me. But that's what it reminds me of. (laughs) Oh, man. It's like I don't. uh, Well, and also, as we've already established in both of us, the idea of Mark Zuckerberg being in charge of crafting the future makes me very uncomfortable. Can we take a minute and talk about his hair? Can we just like, can we just take a minute and pause and be like, you are super rich. Why the fuck does your hair look so stupid? Like, honey, you're a billionaire and a grown ass man. Why does it look like you cut your own hair on picture day, babe? Like, what is this? It's so bad. He's got a wife. Why has his wife not been like, can, can you? Ryan gets a little like rough around the edges and I'm like, hey, babe, might be time for a haircut. So Zuckerberg is on the national international platform looking like a Ken doll went through a blender. What is going on here? I don't know. And it's been like that forever. It's like the the really short bangs on the forehead. I don't I don't get it. It doesn't look good. I don't get it. It's the Devin Sawa from like 1993. That's what that haircut is. Wow, we're 90s-tastic today. I'm loving it. Uh, stirrup pants. Bust out those stirrup Ooh. pants. <laughs> baggy knees, baggy butt, even on girls with big butts. Like, what is the point of the stirrup pants? Be the trends you want to see in the world. Don't bring this other crap back. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I love that you're like, can we stop and talk about Mark Zuckerberg's hair? Yes, we can. <laughs> this is the podcast where we most certainly can. What are the pressing issues facing small business owners today? Mark Zuckerberg's hair. Done. Zuck's hair. <laughs> Zuck's freaking hair. You know, and ugh, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I'm either going to be like a Mad Max rage against the meta world or like I'm going to be an old lady in my Adirondack Cracker Barrel chair being like, I'm not going in there. In my day, we went to concerts in person. In my day, we talked to our friends close up, even if we had to have a mask on. Like, oh, God. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel like, like that's there's what something. The doing. Yeah, I, there's something to be said for people who, like, you know, have just, like, extreme social anxiety or, you know, like, are maybe, like, on the spectrum or, like, kids who, like, there's something to be said for people to be able to show up in their own way. But it yeah. just can't be, that can't be the only path forward. Right. I just find it's no. just, yeah, they we're stepping into Westworld. The door to Westworld has been open and we yes. are stepping in people. Well, and I really thought after two years of lockdown that we would all be so hungry for physical, tangible connection, shared mm-hmm. space, shared community energy. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that and I was like, I miss concerts desperately. Mm-hmm. Going to a hologram is not the same. Mm-mm. Right. I miss the people accidentally bumping into me. Everybody's singing along. Yeah. Band loving it. Call and response. Smell of stale popcorn in the air. Get your ticket. Wait in line. I miss the whole shebang. I don't just want to cheat facsimile. And I think that's like Westworld too. At the end of the day, the fake is going to come across as fake and the real is going to struggle to be seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just need to keep building community. And I I think having these conversations and, and, and connecting with other, connecting with other people in an authentic way, I don't know what the future is going to bring. uh, But I do know that I want to connect with other people who feel the same way. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. So 
just do you have any quick and dirty connection tips for us? Those of us trying to find our people out here in this world. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, my people are showing up on Instagram. Some of them are on TikTok. Um, I would say to find networking groups for people who have similar value systems to you, right? Like, so whatever it is you're into, mm-hmm. just find a community and get engaged, right? Whether it's like knitting sweaters for your cat, like really cool. Like go find people who want to knit cat sweaters. (laughs) Like, right. There is, there is a community for everyone out there. And if there isn't, which I doubt, then you can be the one to start it. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's like ownership and permission too. Like you can't find a great cat sweater group, babe. You go out there and you make one. And also yeah. check Reddit. Literally, there's a subreddit for everything. <laughs> that's that's true. I, you know, I I'm not a redditor, but I feel like if I were to invest some time into it, you could find you can find some cool people on there. You're also going to yeah. find some creeps. There's creeps everywhere. But there's creeps yeah, everywhere. There's creeps everywhere. Absolutely freaking everywhere. All right, I got two more questions for you. The first one is, let's take away all the negative stuff we said about Westworld and assume. That somehow in the future we pull this off without any of the grossness or murders. <laughs> okay. Um, if you were going to design an immersive theme world specifically for your own pleasure, what world would you create and what social platform would you use to advertise it? <laughs> um, I, my immediate gut reaction is just like dogs everywhere. Like... <laughs> So like, you know, you could have like just, you know, AI dogs running around like a perpetual dog park, right? You can have like hypoallergenic dogs. Um, you know, I, I feel like dogs make me so happy. Like at like looking at dogs, petting the dogs, like crossing the street to pet your dog, like being friends with dogs. That's what it's all about. Um, and then I, I love would go- that dog world, <laughs> dog world, dog world. I would have to go with TikTok. I mean, you nothing like demonstrates a dog per- personality better than a little short video of a dude so cute. So that's, that's what I would say. Dog world. Hey, that's actually not that hard to pull off. I think you just came up with a new business. <laughs> just like a, isn't there an island actually called like the Isle of Dogs? That's basically what it is. You just get there. We're like the the islands off the east coast of the U.S. that have like all the wild horses on it. Yeah, that's what you get. Except it's just all the dogs. Yes, just islands, all dogs, dogs. <laughs> treat dispensers everywhere, soft pillows, lots of Zyrtec for folks that need it. Dogland, dogland, coming soon to a globe near you. Uh, dog world, dog world, dog, dog land. World. Which one? Dog, dog world. world, dog world, dog world. Dog world dog is world. like one level above dog land. Dog land. Yeah. Okay. Dog world. Yeah. Dog land is like the MVP. Dog world is the full immersive experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And there would be no point having a meta version of it because if you want to be surrounded by dogs, you want to touch the freaking dogs, Zuckerberg. Dogs. Get yes. a haircut, Zuckerberg. Mariana, this has been so utterly wonderful and ridiculous. Thank you for answering all of my bizarre and nitpicky social media questions and then envisioning the beautiful future of Dog World. If our listeners want your brain in their brand, how do they start a conversation with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is redlabmarketing.com. So R-E-D-L-A-B marketing. So again, named after my dog. Dogworld.com. Dog <laughs> um, and find me, I, I show up the most on Instagram, um, Red Lab Marketing over on Instagram. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Fan-freaking-tastic. Well, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today and sharing all these fabulous insights with us. Oh my gosh, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah. Everybody else, I will be back in just a second with my final thought and your homework for the week. Well, hey there. This week, your homework is to forward all your Facebook complaints and Zuckerberg burns too. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not really that mean-spirited, y'all. It's just hard out here for a girl paying 2 12 a click. This week's homework 
actually combined the social media platform of your choice and the wisdom of my grandpa, lovingly called Ferd Burfel. My grandpa had this motto, which was really just an acronym, APF, which meant already paid for. Can't find the tuxedo pants that go with that jacket? No problem. These sweatpants are totally sufficient and you guessed it, already paid for. Looking for the perfect dinner tonight? How about a peanut butter sandwich and a side of cream spinach? Why not? It was already in the pantry, therefore already paid for. You see where I'm going with this? Social media is a hoover of our brilliance. We are constantly creating, 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 posting, 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 tweeting, reeling, twerking, pointing, explaining, teaching, blowing minds. And since we're all so busy putting out new things, we often forget the genius tucked away in our social archives. So your homework this week is to go exploring and choose one brilliant piece of social media content to repurpose. Now, I mean your own content, y'all. This is not just about retweeting Bradley Whitford again, but maybe I'm just speaking for myself on that one. For maximum effect, I recommend looking for a piece you were especially proud to put out into the world, a point you love to make or a photo you love to share, which also ranked well in your social analytics. Quick side note, if you are not tracking your social analytics yet, please start doing so immediately. You cannot grow what you don't measure and it is just too easy to waste so much time and so much money making noise. There are lots of great cheap options on platforms like AppSumo. This APF gem is ripe for repurposing. What new life can you breathe into that post? Maybe expand it into a blog post or a podcast, create a mood board on Pinterest, or use that sassy slogan on your sales page. The possibilities are endless. I myself just took my top Instagram post of 2021 and had it printed on 200 lens cleaner cloths, which will go out in non-sleazy sales academy portfolios across the U.S. and Canada. So what the heck will you do with yours? And in case you haven't heard, I did start the community I mentioned in this episode, but it's not on Facebook, obviously. It's actually over on LinkedIn. There's a link in the show notes. Come on over, post your APF gem in our community, and discover some new adoring fans and peers. I personally promise that everyone in the group is the genuine article. No bots, no spammers, and no Westworld, whatever the heck. Things? Robots? See you in there. Hey, thanks for listening. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. Listen, we talk a lot about marketing on this show, and that's because I fully, earnestly believe that every dime and every moment we spend marketing is totally worth it unless we turn around and sabotage ourselves at the finish by refusing to sell and sell beautifully. Why? A lot of us have a misconception of what selling actually requires of us or who it needs us to be. Please give me the opportunity to help change your mind at www.nonsleazy.com. That's N-O-N-S-L-E-A-Z-Y.com. Big shout out to the fabulous dudes who helped make this show what it is. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My composer, Riley Horbastio and my show artist, Francois Vigneault. They're all fabulous, and I'd be glad to introduce you. Until next week, just do your best, and remember, you're too legitimate to quit.